0: Hi, I'm Rachel Rohrig. and I'm Heidi Shamberg, and this is the market meets podcast. We are here to introduce you to the people behind the marketplace,
1: the owners, entrepreneurs, investors, and community leaders
0: who are driving the real estate economy and transforming our community.
1: Their stories are unique. Their stories are inspiring. Their stories will make you see your community in a brand new light.
0: These are the people behind the market. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with one of Boulder's philanthropic warriors, Isabel McDevitt. Isabel currently is the CEO for Bridge House, a nonprofit that supports the homeless population of Boulder and beyond. She is impactful and passionate about creating new and unique opportunities in the workforce for this population. Get ready to get goosebumps for the incredible work Bridge House and Isabel are doing for our community. So let's just start off. Will you tell our listeners a little bit more about Bridge House and your position as CEO there?
2: Absolutely. So Bridge House is a nonprofit in Boulder. We provide a range of services to help adults experiencing homelessness get back on their feet. We began as a day shelter about 20 years ago. And over the years have morphed and changed and built upon our legacy of basic needs programming to now we are a provider of not only overnight shelter, meals, and case management services for folks on the street, but we also run a structured work program called Ready to Work, where we provide a year worth of housing and employment in a social enterprise for folks to get back into the workforce, and build some stability in housing so that they can graduate into full-time jobs and mainstream housing. Within Ready to Work, we have two social enterprises. We have an outdoor landscaping crew that does a lot of work for the city of Boulder, as well as property managers. And we also have a food service venture called Community Table Kitchen, where we cater and run cafes throughout the community to create jobs and meaningful employment. So Bridge House as an organization, we've grown a lot. You know, Our mission is to end homelessness one person at a time. And we are really dedicated to constantly move the needle on innovative solutions. Our real niche has been in chronic homeless prevention by um, addressing employment um, needs for folks as early as we can to help them get back to work and then ultimately back into housing.
0: Yeah, that seems like differentiator as far as like going back the preventative side of it instead of the reactionary side as far as the ready to work program goes and Bridge House in general. How many people is Bridge House serving in like Boulder, Boulder County annually? Well,
2: because we provide some very low barrier basic need services, such as severe weather shelter and navigation sheltering, And our Community Table Meal Program, which is open every evening for really anyone who needs a meal, we see over 1,300 people a year in those programs. Many times we'll see people for one or two times and we won't see them again, but then we have a group of folks who we see on a regular basis. In our Ready to Work Program, that's much more structured because we actually employ people on our payroll and in our businesses and provide transitional housing. In Boulder, Ready to Work serves 44 people at any given time. And in our Aurora program, because we also have a program in Aurora, we have room for 50 folks. With Ready to Work, last year we graduated 53 people into permanent jobs and housing. And out of our basic needs programming, we had 330 people exit with another form of housing. So without needing shelter services.
1: That's so amazing. I have like goosebumps. I'm just like blown away by the numbers and, you know, the need. I didn't realize how big the need was um, until you start hearing those numbers. That's like, wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know homelessness is a big problem, but I didn't expect it to be 1300 in a year. That's crazy. Do you know the numbers in Boulder County and Denver County of how many people experience do you call it what do you call it home insecure or or is it homelessness? So
2: homelessness is definitely the term and as you might imagine people experiencing homelessness are very diverse. There's lots of reasons why people find themselves homeless and for many folks it's a really temporary situation. And of course, as service providers, we wanna make it as temporary as possible. What's challenging is when people think that there's you know, a single cause of homelessness and a single solution. At Bridge House, we really believe that we need to look at the diversity of folks experiencing homelessness as well as you know, creative models to address their individual circumstances. So, you know, when you look at the numbers, what's really challenging and I think is frustrating for the community is that it's hard to get a handle on who is experiencing homelessness because a lot of people are pretty much invisible, you know, to the regular regular person because people might be couch surfing, they might be living in a shelter but going to work every day, folks are living in their cars. So it's really hard, I think, to get a grasp on the exact number. There's really two ways in Metro Denver that we try to count folks. One is the point in time survey, which is done in January of every year. And that is truly a one night count where volunteers go out into the community and count folks on the street and service providers report their number. So in 2019, the total count of people experiencing homelessness in Boulder County was 623, and that includes adults as well as kids. Um, And so, you know, we at Bridge House, we serve folks over the age of 18. In Metro Denver, there were about 5,000 adults experiencing homelessness, and that includes the seven counties of Metro Denver but that was one night. And like I said earlier, you know, a lot of folks who experience homelessness will resolve throughout the year. And, you know, we try to keep momentum for folks so that they can be in shelter or on the streets as little as possible. So over the course of the year, that number will be higher in terms of unique people who have experienced homelessness. But as a snapshot, it's basically safe to assume that there's about 300 families with kids experiencing homelessness and 300 unique adults experiencing homelessness in Boulder County.
0: What is the women to men ratio of homelessness that, I mean, I I don't know if you know the exact numbers, but just sort of a ballpark figure. And how does Bridge House address that gender difference in the shelter side of the process?
2: Yeah, so as it relates to what we call unaccompanied adults, meaning that it's someone on the street who's, you know, not in a family unit, we see about 70% are male and 30% are female. And that breaks down that way in our ready to work program, as well as in our general sheltering.
1: So I know that you just recently opened Aurora. Is that correct? Correct. Our ready-to-work model is modeled on a program that I worked
2: with in New York City called Ready, Willing, and Able for 10 years before I started with Bridge House. And when we started ready-to-work in Boulder, it was a pilot with five people. We basically convinced the city of Boulder to let us work, you know, on the Pearl Street Mall and down by Boulder Creek and said, you know, we'll work for you for free, And if we do a good job, will you consider giving us a contract? And lo and behold, we did a good job. And, you know, we're able to grow the program from five people to 16 people. And then in 2015, we opened our Ready to Work house in South Boulder and grew to 44 people. Pretty soon after we opened Ready to Work Boulder, we were approached by some funders who wanted to see us expand the model to another part of the metro Denver area, and the city of Aurora was really interested and presented a really great opportunity because they were looking for solutions based on employment. They were investing resources in their continuum of services, and so one thing led to another and we were able to open our second ready-to-work location in the winter of 2018 So we opened in December.
1: So tell us a little bit about your background in New York with the program that you said they're ready, willing, and able, and then how you ended up here in Boulder with Bridge House. Absolutely. So I'm an East Coaster, and
2: I migrated my way from Maine to Philadelphia, where I went to college, and then ended up in New York City because that's where everyone was going after graduation. And I got to New York and wasn't really sure what I was going to do, but I had, you know, throughout my youth and in school, I had always volunteered in, for different causes. And so I got put in touch with an agency called Common Ground that was developing some really cool housing models in Times Square for folks experiencing homelessness. And that was my first job working with the executive director there. And it was just a hugely eye-opening experience working in homeless services in New York. I became aware of the Doe Fund, which is the parent organization of the Ready, Willing, and Able Program, because I met some of their program participants at a job fair and these guys were incredible. They were motivated and really professional and when I found out that they were, you know, in the shelter transforming their lives by going to work every day and now they were looking for mainstream jobs, I just was really intrigued by the model and wanted to learn more about that agency. So kind of one thing led to another, and I ended up working as a job developer at Ready, Willing, and Able. And what I loved about the model was how, as a solution to homelessness, you could combine social enterprise and employment, you know, to help people help themselves and help people get back to work and, you know, get back into the workforce. So, you know, I worked in New York City, I worked in Harlem in a 200 bed, men's facility. I kind of worked my way up and went from placing people in jobs. And then I ran the social enterprises. So I oversaw about 450 men going to work, cleaning the streets of New York, started a pest control business, oversaw food service, and really got to be really entrepreneurial and create businesses, but also you know, really got to see just the transformative power of work as a solution to homelessness. So I was doing that for a bunch of years. And then my husband began doing Ironman triathlons. (laughs) And uh, he was working in finance at the time, and basically started training. And in New York City, it's a lot to try to train for Ironman and have a full time job and We were having our first child, so something had to give, and he quit his job, and we moved to Boulder so he could train for Ironman full-time. So that's how we ended up in Boulder, uh, and that was 2006. What better place to train than Boulder?
0: It's like the Mecca of triathletes, I feel like. Yeah.
2: So we, I mean, basically, my husband, Ed, like I said, he fell in love with the sport, and got to know people kind of through the circuit, and it was very clear that there was going to be a great community in Boulder for training. So that's why we moved to Boulder. And for a while, we have two children, so I was pretty much a full-time mom doing some consulting. But after a while, I got the bug to go back to work, and what I wanted to do was apply my experience working in homeless services in Boulder, and at the time was involved with social venture partners, which introduced me to Bridge House. And that was about eight years ago, actually eight years ago on March 12th, so timely. (laughs) And I became executive director and the rest is kind of history.
0: That's awesome. Will you touch a little bit on, because I think the community food table is such a cool concept, and I don't think that everybody understands exactly what's going on with it. Can you give the listeners the scoop?
2: Of course. So Community Table Kitchen is a really, really cool example of how mission and business can marry. We were extremely fortunate in 2013. We were gifted Commercial kitchen out at Arapaho and Conestoga, and at the time we were already preparing and serving meals for folks experiencing homelessness through our community table dinner program in prior to two thousand and twelve. It was you know what you would ordinarily think of as a homeless service meal program, meaning that We borrowed space from faith communities. We have and still do have amazing volunteers that would kind of mix together food from the food bank, you know, canned goods and such, and serve a meal. So when we were offered and gifted the uh, new kitchen, where now we operate out of on Arapahoe and Conestoga, we saw the opportunity to really transform our meal program first and foremost but also to create jobs for people in our ready-to-work program in the culinary arts field, as well as business model through catering, cafes, and co-packing to develop you know, real revenue to support the operation. So now in 2020, we earn just over half a million dollars a year in revenue. We employ over 20 folks a year in our job training program, and we've hired eight graduates of our Ready to Work program. All are folks who have experienced homelessness or are transitioning out of homelessness. We provide catering services to some of the most high-end businesses in Boulder. We run a cafe out of our own location at 5345 Arapahoe, We are also, we partner with Naropa and we run their cafes and on March 10th will be our grand opening of a new cafe in partnership with Boulder Community Health. So with our model, we're not only able to create jobs and job training, generate revenue to support our operations, but we're also really educating the community on effective ways to integrate folks experiencing homelessness into the economy. So we're really proud of Community Table Kitchen. We still serve over 130,000 meals a year to folks experiencing homelessness who would otherwise not have, you know, access to a nutritious, hearty meal.
1: Holy cow. Wow, it's amazing. You... You've catered a couple of our events and the food is always absolutely delicious and nutritious. And everyone that I worked with, with community table is very professional. You want to support the mission and you would also like the training and everything. It's just like any other business in my eyes. Top notch.
2: Yeah, it's actually really, really important to us with both our community table kitchen food service venture, as well as with our landscaping business that our businesses are professional, competitive, high-quality products and services. We, of course, want our customers to know that they're supporting a social mission, but we we don't want it to be charity that they're hiring us. We want them to hire us because we're great and then see the benefits of what we do to provide opportunities for folks experiencing homelessness. So. We really take it seriously that we need to be just as professional and polished as others in the market because we think that that's important for the community to see and really value not only our work, but the folks in our program that are providing the services. Right.
1: And it's very clear. I mean, I think you guys are doing a great job. So we applaud you. Yeah. It's more like walking the walk. I know that homelessness is a big issue across the country. And I'm curious what your take is and what your call to action is for the population of how can we help and what can we do? Because I feel like there's a lot of feelings of helplessness.
2: Yes. So I think homelessness at the core is a symptom of many other things gone wrong. It's a symptom of poverty. It's a symptom of untreated mental health and addiction. It's a symptom of unemployment, underemployment, and a lot of other systems that haven't done their job, whether it's education, social welfare, criminal justice. And so, you know, basically, homelessness becomes kind of a catch-all for a lot of different core issues. So first and foremost, we need to fix some of our broken systems and create economic opportunities for people early on. However, when people do find themselves experiencing homelessness, we also need to recognize the diversity of the people who are experiencing homelessness. There is no one cause of homelessness, and there's really no one story. So what I think has been a challenge over the last 15 years is while a lot of communities have created plans to end homelessness and have instituted you know housing policies, I think what has been missing is the idea that we can't have a one size fits all solution, so many of the programs that exist right now are great. you know, a housing first model that really prioritizes the most chronically homeless is a fantastic model, but it's really only targeting about twenty five percent of Adults experiencing homelessness. What we then see is that communities see a lot of street homelessness and then shelters become a crisis intervention. What I would love to see is more opportunities for communities to use data to understand who is experiencing homelessness in their communities, what are their challenges, but also what are their strengths so that creative interventions around employment, around services, around education, around housing, can be implemented to reach people early, ideally before they become homeless, but if they do become homeless as quickly as possible, and help people get integrated back into the community as quickly as possible. So in summary, I think we need to do a better job looking at the diversity of who's experiencing homelessness, use data to understand the population, and be open-minded and create specific interventions for the diversity that you see in the population. We at Bridge House have really focused on employment and the 40% of folks that we see who have the capacity and the desire to get back to work but need that stepping stone. Our ready-to-work program is really tailored to that population. We know that there's other great models out there that we want to continue to partner with, and we also want to be open to new ideas because, you know, just going with a one-size-fits-all policy is not going to get the traction that we need.
1: Right. Sure. Well, and, I mean, there's such low unemployment and especially the trades, I mean, there's so much need for great, hardworking people of all backgrounds. And so I think there's definitely an opportunity, I mean, across the country, but I think it's, a you know, almost a training and an awareness.
0: I just wanted to see if you would share sort of like a personal inspiring story. I I like love what you do and I myself am a bit of a bleeding heart as I would refer to myself, but I feel like people can really connect to like either a story of the comeback kid or just for yourself of like what inspires you every day to keep moving this forward and to create these amazing programs that you've done and just being so involved in the community.
2: Well, I am constantly... Inspired by the incredible motivation and grit of the people who I've met, who, despite having gone through incredible challenges to end up in our programs, they remain positive and committed to transforming their situation. You know, I myself have never experienced homelessness, but have spent time with thousands of people who have over the you know 20 plus years I've been doing this work and I will say that you know the amount of love and support that people not only you know bring to their own experience and to our programs but share with each other is really really wonderful to be a part of and when you give someone the opportunity to help themselves i.e. a job and the trust that we believe in them and we are going to partner with them, we're not just going to serve them, it's amazing to see what that can do to someone's self-esteem. So in my role as the person who creates a lot of our businesses and, you know, really has overseen a lot of our opportunities to partner with the community, I think the thing that keeps me going is that we're able to change people's minds about homelessness, not just for the community at large that might, you know, have a prejudice against people who have experienced homelessness, but for people in our programs that truly, you know, have been treated really poorly throughout the course of their lives. And now within our programs, they're able to feel human again and feel empowered again. So, what keeps me going is when I go to a catering event of ours and I watch just what that that interaction is for one of our our folks who's maybe clearing plates or passing appetizers when they interact with a community member who says, wow, this is some of the best food I've ever had. And the person in our program has never been looked in the eye that way before. And, you know, seeing that that spark and that interaction is what really keeps me going. Certainly some of the stories of our trainees that have gone from literally sleeping under a bush by Boulder Creek to getting back into the field of nursing or getting back into a technology job or, you know, getting their children back out of foster care. I mean, all of that is just incredible to see. And, you know, the reason that not only myself, but my my staff and my team come to work each day.
0: Awesome. So
1: amazing. I'm like tearing up over here. I'm really happy to be a part of this. Thank you for including me.
0: Of course. And can you tell our listeners where to find you and how to reach out to Bridge House and how to get involved?
2: Yeah, so if anyone would like to learn more about our programs and services and ways to hire our social enterprises or become a donor or a business sponsor, you can find everything at our website, which is
0: boulderbridgehouse.org. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much, Isabel, for joining us. We really appreciate it. We loved having you.
0: We appreciate you joining us and we thank you.
1: Well, thank you. Everyone is currently feeling the effects of COVID-19 and the homeless community is no different. Bridge House had to make immediate changes to their model to create more physical space between people at their shelters in order to comply with the CDC's social distancing and hygiene requirements. They've partnered with the city to open the CRC, COVID Recovery Center, at East Boulder Rec Center to help identify and isolate those of homeless population showing symptoms. Bridge House expects to see a reduction in financial support from their social enterprises and donations with an increase in need across this population. Supporting their social enterprises, including the community table kitchen, is one way to get involved and show your support. You can order nutritious, family-sized meals for pickup or delivery at boulderbridgehouse.org. Volunteering is more important now than ever, not only for Bridge House and your other favorite nonprofits, but also for your own community connection. This podcast is brought to you by Market Real Estate, Boulder's most fun commercial real estate company. If you or your business are looking for commercial space, reach out to us at wearemarket.com. Also, shout out to our badass producer, David Devine.